0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It's
1: not another Buffalo Podcast, the bi weekly show hosted
2: by three of the
1: most underqualified sports personalities this side
2: of the canal. With John. That guy who dropped the ball is the reason the Kardashians are the famous. Because famous. So he drops the ball, Bills draft OJ. OJ comes to Buffalo, meets his wife. Anyway, Rob Kardashian hired yeah. to represent OJ, therefore bringing him you know, into the limelight and yeah. subsequently his uh, reality star family.
1: Rando. We have this trust built uh, on, you know, whatever it is like Bibles and gold bricks and whatever it, Brandon Bean's drinking over there. And ha!
0: I mean, 200 pounds of muscle is like, that's something you have to work towards, man. It's like, you know, I'm 190 pounds and I look like Tony Gwynn, not like, you know what I mean, Devin Singletary, (laughs) so.
2: All right, welcome back to Not Another Buffalo Podcast. I'm John. I'm here with Pat and Brando. You can find us on Twitter at Not Buff Podcast. We are part of the Buffalo Rumblings extravaganza of uh, multimedia. Excellent extravaganza. Excellent extravaganza. And us, also. Uh, Patty, Patty, how you're holding up? I'm gonna ask you specifically this time because I always say like, "How are you guys doing?" and Brandon says something stupid, then we never hear from Pat until like the end <laughs> of the episode. Oh no,
0: you're good, man. I am. Uh, I am not buff. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's great. That's I never realized like not buff podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, i ain't that, man. It was a beautiful day today. Walking down on the beach, Charlotte Pier. Couldn't couldn't ask for a better day. Yeah, how about yeah. you.
2: It's it was nice here too. Spent a little bit of time outside the the little bit of time that I had, but John, do you get outside often? I I try to. Mostly yeah. it's 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 doing yard work and the stuff that is not uh, optional. Yeah. So, I get enough of that. Yeah, no, got a got a basketball hoop in the driveway, so nice. Spend some time with that. That's about the extent of my athletic activity post golfing at the, at this point. So, if I can get better at golfing, I will spend more time doing that. But down here in Nashville, Tennessee, golfing is a very expensive hobby to, uh, to undertake. Unfortunately, that's one of the things I really miss about Western New York is, is cheap golf, cheap, it good golf, cheap everything,
0: man. That's
2: true. Yeah. That's true.
1: Uh, you just said a weird like paradox where it's like, if I was better at golf, I would golf more, but you have to golf more to get better.
2: Right. Right. Yeah. So I got to get like a practice net to take swings. I actually just bought a new set of clubs that I've for like fairly cheap on Facebook marketplace, but it was a huge upgrade from the, uh, the set Cartel. I was playing with. <laughs> but yeah, like I've never used a three and a five wood before. Like that's how, that's how cheap I was before. Like, but so it's, it's exciting. I got to get a practice net. I had a uh, like a, a practice net type setup where I had like a pole and a sheet hanging on it and I, uh, I tore the sheet. So just gotta just gotta buy the real deal I guess but
1: driving ranges are good there you know it's still 10 bucks if you want to go but
2: so uh, here's the thing about driving ranges the only driving ranges around here are part of the courses interesting, so there's interesting. no actual driving ranges because in this area where the value of property is so high you'd be you know if, if you're an investor who couldn't af- afford to buy that
0: piece of property yeah, it's not going to be profitable to have a, 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 a driving, driving range, range yeah, you, yeah you're
2: gonna put up condos there because it's Nashville and interesting. That's yeah. So, I mean, uh, having enough land to build a driving range in this area would cost you what about like uh, top golf millions. or, you know, one of those, yeah. like we do have top golf, players. but top golf say. is expensive as hell too. Really? <laughs> yeah. Top golf. Yeah. 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 I've been to top golf quite a few times, but never yeah, I mean, you're not going to walk out the door yeah. without spending 50 bucks. It's, oh, wow. it's, uh, it's not cheap. So we had, uh, we had one part of the schedule leaked today. That was the bills. Interestingly, it was touted as the uh, "quote unquote" Monday Night Football game of the year when they were trying to hype it up before they announced it. And
1: uh, so that means Bills and Chiefs aren't going to play Monday Night Football then.
2: Apparently not. Like that might. I mean, th- you would think that that's a Sunday Night Football lock. That like there's not going to be a better game that week than Bills Chiefs. I can't imagine because that was that was the game of the season last year. So, you know the game of the thinking, decade last year. I mean, two other premier teams. You could you could have a Super Bowl rematch that I don't think would be as you wouldn't be as excited for that as you would be for Bills Chiefs. So
1: Bengals or Bills, we're gonna pick the Bills every time. Buffaloes yeah. are cooler than Bengals, and if you put a buffalo and a bangle in a ring, the buffalo is gonna destroy the bangle. Let's be real.
0: <sighs> Come uh, on, is why there, is, why are you why are these? Well, both Ugh. animals are endangered. And I I will say I think <laughs> yeah, the, the a, would be the endangered. buffalo has a better chance
2: than the ram that you previously were were standing for. So, so Yo, now one you're team bangle, bangle
1: against one Buffalo. Are you serious? One Buffalo's so, winning that.
2: But they're not even so like carnivores. Okay, so you're just not team Bangle, right?
1: You just I mean, I, Bangle's as an animal are cute, but I think Buffalo's are, oh, are, are massive. <laughs> like they're just That's true. Interesting. Yeah,
2: I don't know. So we had that part of the schedule leak. That's week two. And we also have to go with that. The mysterious email sent to, I don't know if it was just season ticket holders or not or just anyone who was on the Buffalo bills mailing list. Cause I, I think I saw the notification pop up. Yeah. I got an email too. Um, yeah. So according to that, that would be not the bills home opener. So therefore they would be home week one. And therefore they wouldn't be playing the Rams week one because that game is in LA no matter what. So that was the speculation that a lot of people, uh, Jump to today and also had a lot of other people being like, okay, not so fast. They may have just worded this email wrong. Um, I know Ryan Talbot had a piece on newyorkupstate.com that he was like, you know, don't, don't go too fast. This might just be a typo. They could still possibly open the Rams week one on Thursday night football, but we've already stated on this podcast that we don't think that that's the most likely scenario. So, uh, for Bingo's sake, I think we can all get behind a, uh, Sunday one o'clock opener against Miami or New York jets. That's what, that's exactly Buffalo.
1: what I was going to say. That's a hundred percent. My guess it'll be division. But probably the the jets, because like, think about it. The, the dolphins could carry some interest later on. They could yeah, be the better. The jets are
2: going to suck. The jets are, I mean, yeah. they might yeah. actually, I'm not saying the jets are going to suck. Like they had a really no, good they draft. Suck. They They've suck. got a lot of Especially good pieces, a lot of good players. I mean, yeah, no, I, I'm with you there. So
1: there's enough intrigue though, being Zach Wilson, second year, uh, a bunch and of new players and in and the Robert draft, Sala too, as well. Yeah, so you might get good ratings on that in September, where you wouldn't in November, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's Mike North when he talks to Sal Capaccio. That's the guy. Um, yeah, they talk yep, about this on GR Mike today. North. Yeah. Yep, I finally remembered his name. Sorry, I forgot uh, your name, Mike North. On the uh, he's the VP of scheduling. But interestingly enough, we also made those scheduled predictions before Sal chatted with him this year. Yeah. So if we end up pulling a couple of these off, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be impressed.
1: Maybe mm-hmm. Mike North well, will uh, come on our show too.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Doubt it. Doubt it. But he'll come due south over here to Buffalo, New York. But <laughs> <laughs> <that's> probably, <laughs> no, I, I would be really excited when I was looking at your bingo board. I really thought that like, I I like your idea of the, the Patriots primetime game. Assuming that we do play them once in primetime coming later in the season, specifically on, on Christmas, that would be like, Dream scenario. There's a couple dream scenarios in there, so yeah.
2: I'm more convinced now than I ever was when we did that episode that there will be a primetime Bills in Miami game. You know, maybe that's the 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 Sunday 4:30 type deal where they give it a secondary window. That's you know not a national game, but a a bigger window for that. But at that point, based on our calculations, that would be six primetime games. I believe. Yeah, they'll get all six.
1: That's the most you can get, and they'll get all six.
2: Yeah, I would, I would think so. So, so maybe we will have that as well. That was not an official prediction. I don't know if I threw that on the big board as like a secondary prediction anyway. So we didn't even introduce the big, the bingo board on the podcast for, you know, the, the plenty of people who don't follow us on Twitter on the podcast. Cause we have three times as many listeners to each podcast as we do Twitter followers. So obviously not everybody's uh, <laughs> following us on Twitter, but anyway, we, uh, we released a bingo board to keep track of the schedule leaks and how they match up with our predictions. And half the bingo board is our predictions because I mean, to fill up a bingo board, you need 24, I think. Yeah. 25 minus one, like different. Well, that ones. would be 24. <laughs> right. <My> like <laughs> yeah, so-
1: math skills. <laughs>
2: i show my glasses on my face. So it's 24 things. I think about half of them are actual predictions that we made. If, if you want to go back and listen to that episode, you're more than welcome to. It's quite a ways back in the feed. But basically, I think some of our biggest ones were just that they weren't going to open the season against the Rams because that was a matchup that could be used in a different window and uh, still have a pretty big draw. Also, I, th- I think we called Detroit on Thanksgiving. Let's do it. I think we're, we're pretty set on that.
1: I just I really Happening. want that. To, I'm going to say that again. Yeah, I know I'm sorry to interrupt you, though. I was going to No, no, you can talk anyway. I really want to go to Detroit for Thanksgiving Day game. Like, I really want that. And if the Bills can line that up this year for me. Birthday week, no school week, uh, you know. I want to go. That would be All cool. Right, well,
2: shoot your uh, request to the schedule machine ASAP. Mike North.
0: You come on, until, Mike.
2: Uh, you got until Thursday.
0: I mean, I will say the show did pick Kyrie Elam. So, hey, and Von <laughs> Miller says, and
2: <yes>. Von Miller, and Von Miller. So that's true. That's true. So bingo board will keep you updated. Might um, have a couple more squares filled in by Wednesday when this comes out. We already had uh, Prime Time versus the Titans was the first one, and then uh, if they don't open the season versus the Rams, if if it turns out that way, then we'll have that that square filled into. Um, but yeah, you can find us on Twitter at not Buff Podcast if you want to follow along with us and uh, tell us what we missed on there. So
1: oh, so I, I have an article. This is a little bit not related to the schedule, but it's SB Nation, uh, the Falcoholics, the mm-hmm. Atlanta Falcons community article. Um, it was released May 8th, so it was yesterday. Um, and the title is Falcons continue to aspire to the heights of a Buffalo Bills rebuild may as well try to emulate the gold standard right and i just want to hear your opinions on this because arthur smith was praising buffalo thought it was interesting to follow the trajectory of the bills arthur smith's their owner or gm i think he's their coach their coach, coach. oh yeah, well, yeah coach. he's oh, the, the right. oc in uh, for a minute so. <laughs> yep. yep but the bills memorably put together the biggest single season dead cap charge in nfl history when they tried to clear out their cap when Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott took over, and Dave Cahote, Chote, Chotote—I don't know. I'm so that's not right. Goatee. Uh, his name's Dave C H O A T E.
2: <laughs> we're we're terrible with names on this podcast. If you haven't figured it out,
1: I'm very sorry, Dave. But uh, I—you are a fellow SB Nation writer, so um, I just wanted to shed a little light on this. That it was interesting that the Bills are the gold standard in the NFL. They say these days. Um, and that's why you get six primetime games like the one we're talking about. All right. um, first
0: of all, what a time to be alive. Yeah. Like, yeah. Never did I think an article like that would ever be published. Yeah.
2: Right. <laughs> like this is already evidence that we might be living in a simulation in the first yeah. place. But aside from that, ass- assuming that this is all real, I'm going to say that causation or like correlation does not equal causation. Like if the Falcons have the same big dead cap hit it doesn't mean you're going to be good three years from now. Like just cause you put Matt Ryan's dead salary on the books and you know, we happen to be paying, who is it? Sammy Watkins, Ronald Darby, Marcel Darius, probably that year. Those were all dead cap hits. Who else was on that list? I don't even know. That's a big number right there between all those
1: guys. Yeah. yeah, that's super interesting because that's like Elon Musk might have like a billion dollars in debt, but he also makes like a trillion off of that debt. Whereas I might be a billion dollars in debt. And that's just because I spent money stupidly. Well, <laughs> right, I mean, no. Also,
0: you got to you got to like hit bullseyes on three consecutive first rounders and be like, like four bam, bam, you know, Tremaine Edwards, bam, Josh Allen.
2: Josh Allen, bam. Yeah. So, so who was the quarterback that the Falcons took? They um, didn't. They
0: didn't (laughs) They
2: they did. It was a late round QB. Wasn't it?
1: It's not Josh Allen. And it's not a good comparison.
0: Is he he at least Marcus Mariota?
2: (laughs) Desmond Ritter. It was, uh, it was, it was the, uh, he's from Cincinnati, Cincinnati. Okay. Okay. Round three, number 74 overall. And I was kicking myself because they passed on Malik Willis in the second round twice, I believe. And I had a $1 bet. That uh, Malik Willis would be drafted by the Falcons and uh, Kenny Pickett would go to the Steelers. It was like plus three thousand something. So my uh, my thirty three bucks uh, wants to call the Falcons.
1: <laughs> well, but, Matt Ryan's calling the Falcons for forty million dollars this year, so yeah. at least uh, <laughs> something's coming out of it. But that's true. Uh, I just thought that was interesting.
2: It is. I mean, I mean, I, I guess there is a formula, but that formula involves like. Going and getting your quarterback of the future because, yeah, I don't think that this Bills team would be where it is if they still had Tyrod Taylor at the helm. You know, no offense to Tyrod. He was, I love Tyrod, you know. Well, Mariona's like not
1: even as good as Tyrod, I don't think.
2: Yeah. I mean, it, it'll be he's interesting close. to see how he plays. I mean, we haven't seen him play consistently in years because he's been in a backup position, just kind of coming in to do yes. like weird gadget roles and stuff like that. So, I don't know. Like I like, I like, I really like Mar- Marcus Mariota, the guy. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see him succeed, but the Falcons are weird. Uh, like top to bottom, they really don't have a roster that's anywhere near complete. No, they just, I think they
1: built one side of the ball first too, right? They built the defense up because they knew they were going to need that to carry their rookie quarterback. Cause you don't want your rookie coming in and getting blown out 45 to zero. You know, they, they built their defense, keep the games and they, close. They never
2: really stopped building their defense. Like they're still doing it.
1: Well, the Falcons don't have that. I mean, you had a good, you had a thousand yard running back at the time. So you could have a running game and a defense to lean on and you can bring your guy in easily. Uh, you don't need him to win 30 point games, but uh, yeah, Atlanta's, I think they're uh, smoking something down there.
2: It'll be interesting. Cause I, I think that the, uh, like the, the tipping point to this is not if, but when, you know, every single NFL head coach who is taking on a rebuild has a very limited period of time with which to do it, you know, Three Sean years. McDermott and Brandon bean bought themselves an extra two years just by making the playoffs the first year, you know, and they had room to say, okay, we're okay with going six and 10. There was no pressure to do any like win now moves. And, you know, they traded for Calvin Benjamin that one year, which was probably the worst win. Now the move they ever made, but, yeah, but that the- was not
1: with Josh either though. You know, that's the, uh, that, but that was the insight that this front office had. They were in yes. a position that they hadn't been in in 20 years where they're pushing for a spot to break the drought that wasn't expected. And, you know, you see that too with Josh. They were, you know, this is why we have a, a top-notch GM. They they can read the room about what's going on. Like Josh needed a receiver. They spent a first-round pick on a receiver. We needed an elite pass rusher. They went and got it. We needed receiver help to get over the hump into the drought and something that they weren't expecting. I don't know. If it's something that you can identify, that you need it and you go get it. Like people don't do that. You, you can't yeah, wait for stuff to fall to you. You have to go do it. Like-
2: yeah. Just to reiterate what I was just saying too. It's just like, it worked out perfectly in Buffalo. Uh, it's interesting to see like what this would look like if the bills rebuild would have looked different if they hadn't made the playoffs the first year. Do you think if they went six and 10 in year one,
0: there would have been go 10
2: and six. in year would have exactly like, would there have been more pressure to do really well in year two, would they have, I mean, Josh was rushed into it either way. It's not like they had time to develop Josh. He was kind of thrown to the wolves because Nathan Peterman threw up a dud or five and a half, but yeah, they didn't have this crazy pressure to, they knew that they were going to be around for year three. So the decisions they made going into year two were for the betterment of that year and the years ahead of it. And that's also what they were thinking when they started the whole thing. So you know, Arthur Smith in Atlanta. He's got to be in year two
0: or three at least, though. As I, well. think he not like a, I think he was last new last year. Or year. Or, yeah, this yeah.
2: is that last year was his first year. So, you know, if, if you're in the NFL, you get two years. If you have two bad years, you know, you're probably not going to get a third unless, you know, your owner relationship is weird or something like that. But I, I think that the Bills really had the benefit of having that year three set in stone going into year two. So that they could make good decisions for the future, and there wasn't too much pressure to win now, which is, I think, what causes teams to make bad decisions. You know, you tr- use too many draft assets to trade up, and then you're kind of screwed at building your core in the years to come. So,
0: but-
1: also, these guys built a culture too. It's not just the wins and the losses. The wins were hard-fought wins and the losses were hard-fought losses. It's not like... Yeah. I think they only got blown out in a couple of games that year. The Saints game, uh, when Kamara rushed all over us. I remember that was a yep. bad game. And yep. the Chargers game. But um, outside of the two fluky losses, you had players yeah, that won.
2: The Packers won by a lot, too, I think. Yeah, that. Yeah, remember. that was
1: Josh's first ever start, though, yeah, right? Yeah. Think, yeah. Um, but that... like, You, you could see somebody... I mean, I, I don't know. It could happen in the NFL. NFL is a freaking clown house. But if you have a team that is just competing for your, like Robert Salas, players play for him, even though the Jets suck. So you don't see anybody like Rex Ryan plays the game with 11, 10 guys on the field. Sorry. Just like you don't have that. <laughs> you know, you don't have some clown sending out nine guys when they're supposed to be 11. And that's when you get fired. Right. Like. These guys are competent. They are good human beings. They set the tone, even if they do bad. You still see building blocks. But if you stop seeing building blocks, that's when you know after that first year, if you if you guys don't develop, if your young players don't take the next step, like, and all of that happened in Buffalo, and I, that's such a unicorn thing to have happen
0: so yeah well, we also so, had no expectations though too i think is the other thing when they took over i I mean i think any job is a lot easier when you don't really when you're the one coming in with the plan pat what's the motto you know, what's the so motto under under promise over delivery yes. yeah yes. <laughs> 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 but even <laughs> going motto. into even
2: going into their first year i feel like there was like there's still pressure because you know the bills hadn't made the playoffs in that long and that was not their you know that that was not their thing like they had they were only employees of the Bills from then on. You know, they had nothing to do with the past or anything like that. But
1: it's not like they took over a team that didn't have any talent. First right, round, but, wide receiver,
2: running back. But we've seen teams with promise in Buffalo, like young teams with promise. We've seen it all, you know, it's like the coaches never got to stick around for long enough. You know, we had Doug Marone, that team looked really promising going nine and seven and just barely missing the playoffs, and then all of a sudden that that turns around. So, you know. You can still have promise as a young team, and still have your leash so short as a coach that you're going to get cut off after a lackluster year anyway. So, true. I'm just glad we're in the situation we're in. I do not envy any team that's trying to rebuild right now. You know, honestly, if you're in the AFC, maybe now is a good time to rebuild. If you're a mediocre meddling team, because it's so stacked that you're going to have a hard time even making the playoffs at this point. But yeah, I'm just. That's true. Thankful to be a Bills fan at this point. So, but all right, we're going to get a quick break in here, real quick. Uh, but on the other side, we got some quotes with Pat, which I'm really excited about. So uh, we'll be right back with that. All right, well Pat, what do you uh what do you got in store for us today?
0: All right. Well, I was thinking a lot about, you know, quarterback controversies. And um I was gonna start. Um let me make sure.
2: That's right. Well while you're looking at that, I'll just I forgot to bring this up on the podcast. Did did we think that it was funny last time we did quotes with Pat last week? You had a Ryan Tannehill quote. And then the next day it was national news that yeah he basically said the same. Right. <laughs> he came out and said like, it, you know, what was it? He was making fun of practice squad heroes was, was the quote that you read us. And then he's like, yeah, it's not my job to train Malik Willis. You know, if he's good, he's good. Ryan Tannehill, the ultimate team player. And that was a whole big, that was a big topic of discussion, but <laughs> yeah, it was Pat Capri a fortune teller. So whoever this quote is about Pat, we, uh, we'll see him in headlines for a different reason today.
0: Yes. You know, there is an eye in Tannehill. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but, anyway. but anyways, I was going to start. I was going to do, um, because Terry Bradshaw and uh, Joe Gillum had a crazy quarterback controversy in the uh, 70s and 80s with the Steelers. I was going to do Terry Bradshaw's, uh, I may be dumb, but I'm not stupid, but I thought that was too much of a softball. Um, so... I'm going to read I, you guys I, off. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have got, got that. that. I wouldn't have got that. I probably wouldn't have got that, yeah.
1: <laughs> Terry Bradshaw was just in uh, Buffalo for like what this concert tour thing he's doing
0: now. I don't even know. I would love to see it. <laughs> all right. Well, um, so this one right here is from possibly the biggest quarterback controversy of all time. And um, I would say probably the biggest. Okay. And um, this player said... We're friends. But out on that practice field, if he doesn't hate me as much as I hate him, then there's something wrong. OK, I'm going to take a shot. Yes. Drew Bledsoe. Oh, dude, that's not the biggest of all time. Yeah, it is.
1: Are you serious? Bro. You don't think it is? I think that's bro, the biggest.
0: Bro. That was when I, I, I name this, when I name this off, you'll be like kicking yourself in the balls So you didn't guess. OK, it. it's, OK, it's, so it's so it's not Brady. It's not OK. We can take It's a a controversy guesses. between two Super Bowl winning quarterbacks.
1: Oh, 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 oh! Uh, but John, you're right. I, I would have, I would have guessed Drew Bledsoe first, also. um, I I remember this happening.
2: His,
0: his successor won a Super Bowl after this player. Okay, 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 okay. Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre. Hey, it's
2: Favre. Is it Favre?
0: Rodgers? No. It's, it's not the Favre. Big, and I Rogers? can't believe you guys. You guys don't Man, ever don't look into us. the history, don't the lore of the league, boys. The lore of the league. I'm telling you. <laughs> Who's in accordance like, with the lore of the league, it's the greatest quarterback controversy of all time. It saw a four-time, it saw a four-time Super Bowl oh, champion, Young, John Montana. Yes, thank yes.
1: okay. you, Montana. said it. Okay. Yes. Um, sorry, okay. we had to
2: go a little bit further back.
1: Yeah, not Johnny Unitas far back, but like. Still. <laughs> yeah.
2: okay. All right, can we talk about
1: this for a second? Because for Tom, Drew Bledsoe was a Super Bowl quarterback before he got hurt, and then he was benched. For a rookie. And then they battled. And then Drew started a a playoffs.
0: two and a half years prior. And then Drew
1: gets a start in the playoffs and lights it up and still gets benched. And Tom wins two more Super Bowls. True. true. And then he gets traded for a first round pick to the Bills. Bledsoe.
0: I guess that is a controversy. I
1: I mean, mean, maybe of our lifetime. I don't really. You're right about Steve Young, though, and Joe Montana, because Joe Montana goes to Kansas City, loses to the Bills in a couple championship games, never wins another Super Bowl. Uh, and Steve Young
2: does. Um, yeah. I mean, Farvin Farvin and, and Rogers. I mean, there wasn't much of a f- controversy before far retired. And then he said, he's coming back and they're like, sorry, dude, like
0: we've yeah. got plans. And Favre's <laughs> last year in green Bay. They, if Brett Favre doesn't throw a, a pick in overtime in green Bay and Lawrence Tynes doesn't kick that field goal for the giants, he's going to the super bowl and he's going to beat the Patriots. But you know, do they, Probably. I hope so, man. Probably. I love that team, dude. Yeah, but if That's Eli a- Manning,
1: dude, the the history is written about Eli Manning. If Eli Manning can be an undefeated New England Patriots team, then I can do anything that I want in this yes.
0: world. But like, yes. you know, he's like that guy in law school that just <laughs> drinks beer and sleeps through class, and then gets a perfect score on the bar. But um, <laughs> it was like Matt Damon, Goodwill Hunting level shit. Yes. <laughs> All right, so I got one here. Um, my job is to help. This blank team win to win games, not take this quarterback or anyone else under my wing. My job is to help blank team win games. Not to take this quarterback that's or not anyone Brett else Favre, under right. my wing. That's not Brett. That's Favre. a Brett Favre quote. Oh okay. Oh, hey see, And Tanny, not, that's a Tanny coming. quoted. That's a Brett Favre. Tanny Tany basically said what Brett said. So shame on you, Tanny. You could have said it in a more original way. But um <laughs> and then I got one more. Um this one was a crazy Quarterback controversy where both quarterbacks also won the Super Bowl. um, One of which being against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Um, Phil Simms and... uh, Hold on. That was a a good one. Jeff Hostetler did win a Super Bowl. He was pretty dirty. But um, I felt like I was on the mountaintop. Growing up in the South, I didn't think the world was ready for a black quarterback. This was an opportunity for a black man. And I proved to the world that a black man can play quarterback on the NFL's biggest stage.
2: So it's the... Commander slash uh, Redskins at the time, quarterback.
0: Um, Gosh, what's his name? He was drafted out of Grambling University in HBCU. Um, He started his career with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the time, even though he took his team to, at that time they were in the AFC, I believe. So the AFC championship game, he was still the 52nd highest paid quarterback in the NFL. And when the Tampa Bay Bucks wouldn't, you know, pay for his services. He, uh, he quit because his wife had just had an aneurysm. He was like, yo, I need a pay bump. Like I just, just had someone very close to me die. And, um, he quit and he substitute taught for like 18 months. And then he came back and, um, played in the USFL. And then his coach, Joe Gibbs, you know, gave him a ring and said, you're lighting it up over there. Why don't you come to Washington? Um,
1: who's the guy that broke his legs? Alex, Alex Thiemann, Alex Thiemann,
0: Alex. No, not Joe Thiesman. Joe Joe Thiesman's white. I know, um, I know. I'm trying to think he's before him. Yeah, slightly before. This is like... They were on the roster together. This is the late 80s? Yeah. Yeah. He threw four touchdowns and a half of a Super Bowl, which is pretty crazy. I'm trying to think.
2: I know who you're talking about. I just can't remember his name.
1: The only reason that I can even think of names right now... It's is a because very average name.
0: Joe... Is it Joe something?
1: Oh, no, I I'm close, it. though. Oh, he's got the...
0: He's got like... Very common last I night. I just saw
1: it. I I cheated. That's not fair. All I could have that to with me that. With I got that pull. without I'm cheating. Pull bro. Pull bro,
0: Doug Williams should be yeah. any NFL fan. I feel like Doug Williams, Doug Williams he's is. like the answer to a trivia question. Like automatically, if you play any sort of trivia related to football, Doug Williams, knowing and,
1: that answer could win you money in your life. Doug yes. Williams. Yeah.
0: And Doug Williams, Doug yeah. Doug Williams Um, when Joe Theismann went down with that terrible injury, you know, was able to step in. And then also he lost his jog. To Mark Rippin, who ended up ripping up the Buffalo Bills in the Super Bowl. But he was such a good dude that he had like a let's go Mark sign when when Mark would play. And when Doug would play, Mark had a sign that said, let's go, Doug. That's cool. And um, I only saw it in the news today because the uh, Washington Commanders PR team is on a tear and um, is starting a... Um, a coaching fellowship for coaches of color in the midst of having the most racist and outlandishly abrasive owner in sports history. So, um, you know.
2: He's he's up there. Who, is, who was the guy, who was the NBA owner? Who oh, you're talking the, the
0: guy from the Clippers? Who had to sell
2: the team, yeah. David Sterling. David Sterling. Sterling, yeah. So it's a pissing <laughs> contest between those two. Yeah, that was bad. That was real bad.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so... On that note, (laughs) Doug Williams, Doug Williams, Joe Montana, Mr. Brett Favre. That was good. We, uh, we guessed them like
2: all in the wrong order, except for, uh, Doug Williams. We were, we were on, we were on the Bledsoe or I'm sorry, the Favre thing right away (laughs) when that was the wrong quote. No, I guess,
0: I guess Drew Bledsoe was now that looking back on it, that might be the controversy because if anyone else was competing against him other than the go who's to say that drew bledsoe wouldn't have you know what i mean drew,
1: drew probably wins one in the 2000s uh,
0: if you look at drew bledsoe's tra- like his stats are absolute trash though dude he had like three years where he threw more like picks than touchdowns and yeah stuff, but, it, but it, it,
1: those 010203 malloy uh brewski Will Fork,
2: those defenses. He I, could think have he nice. I think,
0: I he, think gets he gets one. I think he gets one, too. Corey Dillon on Eagle's wings. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, Brady I wasn't think,
2: Brady immediately. You know, he was... No, he
0: didn't throw a touchdown pass that whole first playoff run, which is crazy, too. Like That's nuts. So, yeah. but
1: well, you're right. I, like, I think... If you asked like anybody a little older than us, they would say Joe Montana, Steve Young's the biggest.
0: I guess it's the same deal though, where it's just like both guys are really good and one of them has to leave, which that's the best kind of quarterback rivalry is like where one leaves and still plays well, but yeah, not well enough exactly. though, because
2: the Bills beat Joe Montana. True. Yeah. I mean, but like how, how, I don't, I don't want to say spoiled, but honestly, how spoiled are you as an organization to go from one Hall of Fame quarterback to another? If you're the Packers, you had Brett Favre, through most of the night, you know, the late '90s up till 2007, 2008, and now you still have Rogers. Like for the last
0: 20 some years, yeah. you've been. It's almost more. It's
1: like 35 years because it is. Now. Brett
0: Favre got. to, I want to say he got to Green Bay in '93. '93. I thought it was oh, like, yeah, Might have been that. like
2: '94. I think it's earlier than that because he, yeah, he Brett Favre was a rookie with the Falcons actually yeah. before the Packers. No, I know, but. <laughs> that's like I know
0: don't don't you tell me about the 90s NFL <laughs> the 90s NFL that's like that's the only thing
1: 1992 in Green Bay but he was okay, drafted wow. in like 89 yeah. I believe. and 91 is his rookie card so
2: that's that's nuts that's it's crazy to think that Brett Favre was in the league when the Bills were playing in Super Bowls like those two yeah. eras seem separate to me because cause we watched because we watched Brett Favre you know
0: yeah yeah. But, and now it's dad's watching games with their sons and all they've ever known is good football. And it's like, geez, yeah. dude, it sucks yeah. to sucks to suck over here and in, in Buffalo, New York, apparently, or even Niners fans haven't really had a lull. I mean, they kind of stunk when Alex Smith was coming up that whole like post Jeff Garcia era was kind of bad. Right. But. but you, you had back to back, you know, hall of fame quarterbacks. You went from Joe Montana to
2: Steve Young. And also, you know, when we're talking about, you know, the Patriots, I mean, Blitzo wasn't Hall of Fame, but he was, you know, great caliber caliber. quarterback going to Brady. And then, I mean, Brady's the amount of time that the Patriots had Brady, you know, 20 years makes up for, you know, that could be two quarterbacks careers easily, you know, put together. So, yeah.
1: Oh, then you think about it too, the like sustained success of these franchises where Pittsburgh does it without a Hall of Fame quarterback until Ben gets here. Right. They have not posted losing seasons. Right. And, Mike Tomlin never has, but he came into Ben Roethlisberger, and then, and then even into the nineties, like they're not bad teams, but they don't they don't have an elite quarterback really, uh, and they still did it, and they found a different way to do it, and and even the Niners, you know, Cap takes them to two championship games, they go to a Super Bowl, they go to another one with Jimmy G, whether or not yeah. you want to call them franchise quarterbacks or not, no, Like I mean, they that's still a find pretty a good
0: way stretch, Alex Smith, into Colin Kaepernick into Jimmy G. I mean, yeah, but
2: again, you you have lots of off years with with you know you have. They pick well San Francisco overall, they pick Bosa, like yeah. still, yeah. they still so like they yeah. they have off years and they bounce back. There's lots of franchises like that. But going yeah. seamlessly from one great quarterback to the other where you're not waiting for the next best thing is like, you know, you know maybe it's one less thing to talk about. i don't I don't
0: know, but yeah, anyway. hey, we don't have to worry about it exactly no, we are,
2: not not for a while. So so we are we are thankful here in uh, Buffalo, New York slash Rochester slash Nashville
0: anyway and I just I just want to get it out there last comment of the show um I think Ryan Tannehill is going to be one of those quarterbacks that um leaves the quarterback controversy and wins the Super Bowl so um you heard it first here <laughs> what Gang okay tanny. we need to make
1: this bet right now yeah, they have this on GR I'll bet this I'll bet this. I I'll bet, this I, I will bet
2: that Ryan Tannehill never wins a Super Bowl
0: in his career what if he wins as a backup, then you're really gonna be like, damn, Pat was not nah, no, a starter. He has to be a as starter, starter. starter. As, right. as a starter. All right. Well, I, we, let's, let's put it on the whiteboard. I
2: would
1: bet uh, ten to-, to one.
2: What? I,
1: I say so
0: five to one. It's gotta be like a million no, not a million to one, but at least a hundred to one. I don't no. think like anyone's really picking tanny to <laughs> not
2: not not a hundred to one. Like like uh the the horse to win the Kentucky Derby that was like the longest shot at eighty to one. Like hundred hundred to one's a little crazy. But I'm
1: thinking, like, if if Tannehill wins a Super Bowl, Pat, you get like 50 bucks from John and I. But if Tannehill never wins a Super Bowl, like, we get like 20 bucks.
0: 20, <laughs> fair. yeah, fair enough. Or <laughs> yeah. I'll buy you both Ryan Tannehill jerseys. <laughs> That'd be even better. Yeah, if he
1: wins a Super Bowl, I'll wear it. <laughs> Tell you what, no, no, no. This yeah. is what we should do, <laughs> Pat. Like,
2: you should if just Tannehill like, is playing in the Tannehill, Super Bowl. If you- Tannehill, <laughs> if Tannehill never wins a Super Bowl, when he retires, you can, you can, you can buy us around a round of golf. If he does win a Super Bowl, Brandon and I will each buy you a Ryan Tannehill jersey from the team of your <laughs> choice.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Make so it a mean. Bills
2: jersey if you want. That's so sacrilegious, but we'll do it.
1: <laughs> that's a good bet. I like that bet. All right. All right. You heard it here first. Yeah. It's
2: official. Anyway, well, that's, that's going to do it to for this here. one. You guys know where to find us on Twitter at NotBuffPodcast. Feel free to check out our bingo board and uh, follow along with us as we uh, keep track of the schedule leaks this week. I'm sure we'll know more. Probably with, uh, I don't remember which network is announcing some games Tuesday and Wednesday, but probably a lot will come out by the time that this is out on Wednesday morning. Um, But yeah, super thankful for everybody listening. Uh, Go Bills. Go Bills. (laughs) Hell yeah.